Hey y'all, today I want to hit on my faith. We're coming to the end of the faith and religion unit, and I want to share a little bit more about my viewpoint. So before I dive into my faith, you need to understand the foundation of my faith, the starting blocks. So I grew up in South Lake, about 40 minutes from here, and I lived in a two-story house with two balconies, a pool with a diving board, a basketball court, all of which backed up to a really nice golf course. And maybe some of you can relate, living in Rivercrest or Ridgely or whatever that looks like. My parents drove Tahoes, Ford trucks. I have two older brothers. My oldest brother got an Audi for his 16th birthday. My other one got a Ford Raptor, and I got a BMW for my 16th birthday. So we came from money, we came from status, and, you know, that was the life that we lived. Socially, I was the new guy a lot. I was a new student in elementary school. I was a new student in middle school and in high school. I started at a private school, elementary school, and then I went to public school for fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, and then I went back to a private school for high school. That's just where my family put me and my brothers. And so being a new kid, a lot of the times I got a lot of attention from guys and from girls. I was athletic and I was pretty much a huge flirt. So I was way too cool for school, obviously. And I flipped my hair to the side with kind of the flick of the head twitch thing that some of us still do. And again, maybe you can relate. But even with money and status, attention and accomplishments, it didn't really feel like it was enough. I'd sneak out of my house after hours to meet up with some buddies or a girl I wanted to spend time with. I'd play the teacher's pet in school and try to get away with breaking the rules. I was basically winning at the game of life. Uh, but still, it wasn't really enough. You know, there was something that was, that was missing. I remember I went to some worship night when I was in eighth grade and it was held at the football stadium. And I saw some people with their hands raised singing and they were just like so happy worshiping. And I was like, yeah, I do not feel the same way. But I wore the cross necklace and I was playing the part. I could play church games and I could fit the mold while still texting girls and being a punk eighth grader and finding my identity and what the girls thought of me and what my buddies thought of me and how many points I was scoring in, in football, how many races I was winning in track. I was still playing that, that game. Fast forward to freshman year, so coming out of middle school, I was again a new kid. I went to a private school in Dallas, an all-boys private school actually, and it was awesome. It was like a nicely dressed locker room. Right, The guys were there dogging on each other, and the teachers would just roast students for just being idiots. And everybody there was just girl crazy. We had a girl school a couple miles down the street, and so there was just Snapchat and, and Instagram and texting, and everybody was just you know trying to get at something. So this mentality of being tougher, being cooler, talk to more girls, do this, say that, uh, was just being fueled in high school at a young age. So I was chasing the world and what society said was important and I was hooked. Still, something was missing. And when you're in a chase or you're running after something, two things will happen. You tire out and the chase gets pretty old and you either give up or get burnt out. That's the first thing that could happen. Or the second thing that might happen is when you're chasing something, you realize you can't catch that thing, and so then you detour and chase something else. And spoiler alert, they both end up pretty poorly. Burning out leaves you feeling lazy, dry, 
and generally you have some kind of attitude and then chasing something else well that will leave you chasing for me it was chasing something else until something else was more desirable and then I would get burnt out so I was doing both of the following I was chasing popularity and acceptance from worthless friends and girls I didn't even know but I wanted the attention from once I'd do or say this, I needed more. Once I'd accomplished this, I needed the next thing. I'll be honest, I was not caught up in drinking or smoking. I think the influence of my dad and my older brother doing that kind of stuff around the house turned me away from that. But I had plenty of buddies that were drinking and, and taking drinks upstairs and smoking this or smoking that. And, you know, I just was still caught up in the chase, as were they. And maybe you get where I'm coming from. Maybe you feel like you need to chase popularity. Or maybe you feel like you need acceptance from your friends or your peers, some of which are not even really great friends. So you'll do whatever it takes to get that attention or to get that acceptance. Maybe you do booze it up. I don't know. Maybe you do go to the lake sometimes and you hit a white claw or, or you hit a vape or you know, your parents are cool with you drinking here and there and you just think you're on top of the world. Maybe that is you. Maybe you're chasing things that aren't made for kids because at the end of the day, in middle school, you're a kid. And let me say it again. If you're chasing, then you'll always be chasing. There will never be enough. So that was what my life looked like at y'all's age and throughout high school, thinking I was too cool, seeking attention from buddies and from girls and doing whatever I could to stay on the chase. Coming to my faith in Jesus was a little bit of a bumpy road. I made a lot of mistakes. I said a lot of things I shouldn't. I did a lot of things that I shouldn't have done. And I really wasn't proud of the person that I was becoming. And that humbled me pretty quickly. One of my favorite sayings is your choice, your consequences. And I felt that hard in high school, especially going into college as well. And I was fueled by the environment I was around. I was at an all-guys high school, and when guys get together, stupid stuff happens. We say stupid, disrespectful things. When girls get together, things get petty. There's always this low-key competition that no one talks about because everyone's insecure. And that was life. And again, maybe you can relate. So feeling low, somewhat ashamed of who I was becoming, coming out of middle school, going through high school, entering in college, I didn't really know what to do. My friends were just like me, superficial and caught up in society, and now I was on a different chase. I was just running through the motions. I was just lukewarm, and it was kind of lonely, not knowing really where to turn. During the winter of my senior year in high school, it snowed five inches, and everything was covered in powdered snow, just that perfect, clean, kind of sparkling white across all plants, across the yard, across the roofs. It was beautiful. My oldest brother was attending this new church in Dallas. He'd come back from college and he was going to church in Dallas and he invited me to go that winter time. And at the service, one of the songs they played had this following verse. And it says, Jesus paid it all and all to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain and he washed it white as snow. And that is really when it clicked. I was 17 or 18 years old, senior in high school. 
and my sin felt like a stain. I just felt dirty. I felt exposed, kind of just dark. The chase was leaving me burnt out and stained. But then hearing that Jesus is the only thing that cleans it, washing me and my sin white as snow, having the imagery of the fresh white powdered snow outside, that was just a light bulb moment for me. The Holy Spirit, I truly felt, consumed me physically. And the Lord revealed to me what I really needed. I didn't break down crying. I didn't fall to my knees. That happened several times throughout my faith journey from then until now. But I was revealed what I needed from the Lord. And it wasn't attention. It wasn't girls. It wasn't accomplishments. All that was worthless and, frankly, a temporary high. Like I said, I wasn't chasing alcohol or or drugs or anything like that. But those things are temporary highs. You think you're cool or you think that it doesn't really mean anything or, no, I'm really not that person. You are, and it's a worthless thing to get into, and it's a temporary high. I didn't know what I needed, but what the Lord revealed to me was I needed guidance. I was 17, thinking I had it all figured out and actually knowing nothing except what I saw my privileged bubble. And again, maybe you can relate. Faith is not easy, and religion doesn't always change your life. But there's nothing that we can do to save ourselves except submit to Jesus, in my experience, and watch Him and follow Him as He submitted to the Father. It takes a lot of maturity, growth, and frankly a lot of struggles and failures to do that, to submit ourselves to this being that we don't always feel. But faith is not about feeling. It is about trust. And submitting and following the life of Jesus doesn't mean you have to be some drag or live some boring life. It's actually the opposite, in my experience. My life was fake. It was unstable without Jesus. Now I can live freely, knowing the meaning of life, living life with a purpose, still having a bunch of fun and and still going on crazy excitement journeys and trying new things and getting tattoos and still going to a bar with my buddies and still having a bunch of fun, but fun that is appropriate, fun that is glorifying to the life that I've been given through Jesus, a life that lasts. I've met a woman and friends that see me for me and respect me and encourage me and want me to be the person that I want to be and still am becoming. For me, I need to let go of my desires and what I thought was important in order to understand what really mattered, what was really life-changing and life-giving. I want you to think about that for a moment. What are you filling your life with that might be leaving you actually empty? Are there times that you felt like you're just chasing something and never attaining it? What are those things? And should you really be chasing them? And frankly, what keeps you from continuing doing the things that you know are wrong rather than submitting to something greater 
something that's actually worth it. Not just something that you think is fun and is cool and post this and post that, but why are you still doing those things that you know you shouldn't be doing? Think big. Think beyond yourself. Maybe you're not a Jesus person. I'm not asking you to be. But think big picture. Take your blinders off for a second. I want you to read Psalm 119 and reflect on the scripture written through those verses and the meanings that they're given.